The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's, oh boy, RSM Classic, Netflix Cup, DP World Tour Championship. It's storylines, it's best bets, it's everything you could possibly imagine. Joining me to break it all down, Patrick McDonald is here, but Patrick McDonald is also in Las Vegas. Hello, Patrick. What's up, gang? What's up, gang? Uh, you know, me and Rick, Kyle, we, we got dinner last night, and... It was like his usual spot. He was telling me about the executive chef. You know, they rolled out the red carpet for wow. him, kissing his feet. But he was also singing your praises as well. Um, you know, when you're at tournaments together, how you're pretty much the mayor of the media center, just shaking hands, <laughs> kissing babies, asking how everyone's doing. That's, so that's new nicknames. That's the fault. mayor, and and I guess nope. we can call Rick Rick the governor as well after last night's experience. or the executive. The chef. Kyle Porter, Kyle Porter, you are you know everybody in that media center, and everybody knows you, and you introduce me to people. And when you walk away for 10 minutes, I'm a scared little puppy and I go back to my crate and I just wait for you to come back. That's all. Well, it's uh I mean I've I've just been I've been there too long, I think. People are just uh used to used to seeing me, but it is fun. You know, I was thinking about this. Are you guys in the same hotel? No, we're okay. across the street. Rick, do you remember? Was it at the PGA this year where we had to sit on the same seat in the same hotel room because your Wi-Fi kept going out? <laughs> I was hoping yeah, we'd get it. I, I was hoping we'd get another of those moments. That was for people that were watching on YouTube. That was that had to be an all-timer. We literally for, like I I left my room, went to Kyle's, and we reemerged. <laughs> On each other. I'm sitting on his lap, basically. Just one one cheek yeah. on each, uh, one cheek each on the seat. It was, it was a tough scene. But no, I mean, it, it's crazy. You know, it's it's November 14th, and we actually have a ton to talk about in terms of of, of golf, right? Like you mentioned some of the events, but I think Kepka and Hideki are playing in in uh, in Asia or in J is it Japan? Yeah, Japan. Wyndham Clark's out there too. Okay. Yeah. So there, it, it's kind of a, it, it's very global right now, which is, uh, which is fun. I, I think, it, I think it keeps it interesting at a kind of downtime of year. Yeah. Speaking of fun, I mean, we'll start with the Netflix cup here, Patrick, you're, you're here, uh, to, to cover it. You're, you're on site and, and I think it is going to be fun. I, I think 
the I think there's a much larger picture here about what Netflix might do entering the live sports game because uh, and we'll see how it looks. You know, I assume you're going to be able to go to Netflix today and you're going to have it on the home screen. Watch this sporting event live, something they've never done before. So it'll be uh, Ricky Fowler, Justin Thomas, Max Homa, Colin Morikawa representing the full swing golfers. And then you get uh, Lando Norris, Carlos Sainz, Alex Albon, and Pierre Gasly representing the F1 drivers. Obviously, F1 here in Vegas this week. But this will be fun. It'll be cool. It'll be interesting. But I, I care much more about the bigger picture here. Yeah, I think uh, yourself and Kyle have kind of been harping that for a while with uh, this just being a toe in the water for Netflix and what it could potentially mean for them. When you look at streaming services like Apple TV, Amazon Prime, Netflix, you would think might get their, uh, you know, get their skin in the game as well. And this might just be the start of that. But yeah, it should be a fun event. I think Kyle might actually have the best seat in the house, just seeing how the product is on his television with uh, you know, how they bounce back and forth between Joel Damon and Kay Adams. And I mean, freaking Marshawn Lynch is in there as well. I know they have some special guests appearing on the broadcast as well. So uh, it, it'll be a fun event. I, I'm probably, it's probably going to be similar to the match. I don't know how it'll differentiate from that, so to speak, but uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm really excited to be out here and uh, yeah, should be a lot of fun. KP probably has the best seat in the house and also some, in-depth handicapping opinion you, you've seen pierre gasly you've played golf with yeah. pierre gasly i mean i i don't know can alex albon play can carlos Sainz play can lando norris play you how, how is pierre at golf uh pierre so when we played together i played bad and he played i think pretty good for him and we were about the same uh You've played with me, Rick, so you kind of know like yeah. what my my yeah. bad would be. It's not it's not great. I think we both shot uh like hot like around fifty. It was okay. it was it was like a like I'm usually mid four. I'm I'm usually around forty five, maybe between forty and forty five. I shot like fifty fifty one, and that's a right where he was too. Um, he's he's athletic. I mean, all these guys are athletic, right? Like the their their hand eye coordination is is literally world class. So they can f- kind of figure it out. He'll just he'll make some, and I think this will especially be true tonight because he was already talking about how nervous he is. This was <laughs> weeks ago. Uh, he'll make some really bad swings, like some some swings where you're like, I don't. He might uh, that was close to a whiff. Um, but then he'll make some other swings where you're like, oh, that. I mean, he can kind of get it around. So. Uh, he was talking about, I can't remember. I think he said Lando's pretty good. And I, I'm pretty sure Alex Albon is good. His, he's the one that whose uh, girlfriend is an LPGA player, right? Yeah, I think in Austin, someone asked him about that. And he was like, yeah, I, I do not listen to anything she says on the golf course. So he, he might be a bit of a loose cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's what, I mean, but they're yeah. playing a scramble, right? Like that's what you want is somebody that's yeah. just, I mean, you know, hits a great shot. Isn't that the, yeah. Scramble format. Yeah. So are they going to use any, but any like, you know, you'd think it would have to be, um, but I mean, if they're playing a pure, so, so the way the format is, it's eight holes of match play and a scramble, but if they're playing a pure scramble, I'd be pretty surprised if, any F1 driver shots were used ever. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe putts if you make a putt, but like if it's just a pure scrim, we've seen times where it's 
uh, a shamble or you've got to use so many. But if that's what it is, Patrick, it might just be Justin Thomas versus Ricky Fowler versus Max Homa versus Colin Morikawa. Yeah, they threw in, uh, quote, like surprise challenges in the okay. uh, press release. So I'm guessing that'll be like, oh, on this whole, like you have to use the F1 driver's tee shot or something like that. Uh, if it's like a par three or whatever it may be. Um, Cause I mean, you can't just have those guys on the sideline watching right. JT go against Ricky and Homa go, go against Morikawa. I think signs is pretty good too. He's like a seven or eight. Okay. Uh, and he played pretty well in that, uh, in the Ryder cup deal from the little, the little I saw of it. So and, and to your point, KP, I think what we'll see is those guys are going to hit some good shots and they're going to hit some horrible shots. Yeah. Like that's what we've seen from some, from the celebrities in the past, right? Tom Brady holes out, but can't hit it in. can't find the planet on most of his drives, right? There's a pretty big Delta between the best shots and the worst shots from these guys. Well, and I think, I think those, I think these guys collectively are kind of worse than what we've seen from the Brady, uh, certainly Curry, Manning, like that, that whole crew. I think those guys are, I don't know about significantly better, but they're better than this crew. So you guys might want to wear helmets tonight. I don't know. Oh. Like, I was going to tell you, Patrick, at these strictly in the past, boxes. Yes. Yeah. And they, they let people stand like 275 in the right hand rough, and it has been target practice out here. Historically. Not get anywhere close to that. No. It is a really yeah. good way to get hurt out here. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's no good, but yeah, I, I'm listen. Like you guys are gonna have a blast, and I'm jealous that you got to got to hang out, have dinner. I I'm really, I am very interested just to see the. I mean, this sounds very inside baseball, but just to see the production of the whole thing, to see like you know, Netflix never releases numbers, but I wouldn't be shocked if they had a massive audience just because people who are getting on Netflix tonight were curious about this. I mean, if if I if I jumped on Netflix tonight, which I don't normally do at night but if i did and i saw something was live even if i wasn't interested in that that industry or that concept or whatever i would for sure click on it because i'm like oh that's that's very different than what i normally get when i jump on here so i don't know how much of that audience they'll actually capture but i bet they're like two second user uh numbers are are going to be very high tonight i'm also interested to see so I'll log in under my account and I'm sure it'll be front and center, you know, mm -hmm. because you've watched full swing, blah, blah, blah. I'll log in under Mina's and see how it's presented to her. Maybe it's the same, maybe because there's a huge investment. It's like, Hey, here's golf. But you know, she has probably given no indication that yeah. she is interested in sports whatsoever. And I wonder if they will also try to present that to her in a similar fashion, because that's, that's kind of the beauty of this, right? I mean, Netflix was was essentially built on the recommendation system, right? And knowing what you like, what you don't like, finding things that match. Th if that now goes into live events, it's a completely different ballgame. Yeah, totally. And I th I think the other part of it, Rick, that's going to be interesting is the per is the um, the operational, like the logistics of it, right? Yeah. Because it's it's a very I think sometimes the match and even live i think you can give credit to live they've made it look easier than it is and and this is not and those are those are entities i don't know who the executives are at live that were kind of over the production and the logistics but i presume they had had experience um obviously t uh, tnt which does the match has had a ton of experience doing stuff like that but it's a hard thing so i expect hiccups i expect it to be a little bit of a mess 
And I think if it's not, if it's smooth, that's a that's a huge win for for Netflix tonight. Yeah, interesting. Um, so it'll be eight holes uh, of Ricky Fowler, Lando Norris versus Justin Thomas and Carlos Sainz. Eight holes of Max Homa and Alex Albon versus Colin Morikawa and Pierre Gasly. The winners will move on to the championship, which will be, uh, I believe, a final one hole, one hole sudden death championship match. So uh, sample sizes out the window, one hole, probably on 18, which is the par three at the waterfall. It's their signature hole around here. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that works. Um, turn our attention overseas. DP World Tour Championship this week. Lots of big names in the field. Uh, Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, Victor Hovland. Uh, I could go on and on, but the race to Dubai, Patrick, it's over. It's clinched. Rory McIlroy now five times the winner of the race to Dubai. Doesn't matter what happens this week. He has built himself a large enough lead where he'll be the champion. I think it's really emblematic of who Rory has been the last two years and how good and consistent he is that he comes to this event, not even needing to play. And, and he's won the season long race. And it's almost been underrated, I think, just because he hasn't won a major, whatever it may be, but strokes gained wise, I know Kyle has been harping on it, like just absolutely flat out filthy. Uh, every part of the bags working for Rory. He comes into this week. I don't know the last time he's finished outside the top 20 in a tournament. It's just week after week, he's putting himself in with a chance to win. And when you put yourself in that position so many times, the ball is going to go your way like it did at the Scottish Open with that great finish as well. I think he kicked off the season after uh, after T-Gate with Patrick Reed, ruffling his feathers a little bit with the four aces tee on the driving range. That seems like four years ago. Um, but all in all, just a phenomenal season by Rory McIlroy, and uh, he categorized it this morning as a 7 out of 10. So I'm looking forward to see what he can do in 2024, uh, what the Ryder Cup can do for him. We always talk about how it can be a launch pad for young players like a Scotty Scheffler or whoever it may be. Why can't it be a launch pad for Rory McIlroy? I think it totally could be, uh, and I think 2024 is going to be a very exciting year for him. I'm glad I'm glad uh, Patrick mentioned it, KP, because I was going to bring it up. Seven out of ten is what he rated his, his uh, Rory McIlroy rated his 2023. Obviously, no major championship, but he alluded to two victories, the best he has ever played at a Ryder Cup. It wasn't a perfect year, but certainly one that he can be proud of. Yeah, I think I think a couple of things make it a seven. Missing the cut at the Masters is obviously uh, was was a disappointment, and then you know he. he Gave himself a chance at winning a major. Obviously, finished what one back of Wyndham Clark at, at LACC. He had a better chance last year. I bet he would say last year was like an eight out of ten, or maybe a nine, just because he was kind of re he was you know sh should have won the Open Championship or could have won, not not necessarily should have won. Um, he was a little bit more playing from behind at uh, at LACC this year, so. I mean, so much of his, I mean, Patrick mentioned it, his numbers, it does get lost because the conversation has been reduced to just, okay, do you have a fit? Did you win your fifth? And the answer is right. no. And it's like, okay, move on to 2024. And it's like, well, wait a second. The last two years have been statistically, he's never been better in terms of strokes gain 2.58 and 2.52 or some something just, that's I mean, that's, that's, that's it's stupid. I mean, it, it's, and his, and his four is like, his four is higher than most guys' best season ever. I mean, his worst season is like 1.3 or 4, just off the top of my head, which 
Rick, I mean, you, you can tell us where that kind of fits I in. I mean, it, it would be like his worst season ever would be like better than almost anybody in the field this week uh, on the PGA tour. And, and any, anything over a stroke per round is like high level golf. And I think what, what that tells me, Patrick, or, or either of you guys is 2024, 2025, the next, whatever, um, sort of, uh, leap in his career or, or the next chapter in his career, it's, it's mental, right? Because physically the gifts are still there and he's, he's actually, and he's said this, he's like, I'm a better golfer now than I was when I was 24. But mentally, you see the gap between, and this is the Padre Carrington quote, the innocence versus experience. So mentally, can you free yourself up at majors at the biggest events? And the answer thus far has been no, but kind of felt like he did it more over the last two years. Gave himself real chances at majors over the last two years. Whereas 2015 to 2021, if you want to criticize Rory, criticize him for not giving himself almost any chances at majors 2018 masters kind of with reed but other than that it was pretty barren and that's a that's a i think that's a mark against a generational player where you go from age 26 to 31 and don't re or 32 and don't really give yourself a chance at a major but that that's turned a little bit and i think he's just got to mentally free himself up a little bit and if he does then I, yeah i think we're going to see more majors and obviously more wins from him at regular events the luxury of not necessarily having to win this week winning would obviously be nice and go a long way is that rory mcelroy is seemingly on track to put a new driver in the bag patrick he said you'll probably see me with a new driver in the bag it's the unreleased new tailor made i think they're calling it the yeah there it is qi 10 ls it is on the conforming list it has not been released yet uh, an opportunity for Rory to do a little bit of do a little bit of work, do a little bit of testing without much downside, considering he's already got it locked up. Good for him, company man, bringing out the new toy at the big stage. Yeah, why not? And I feel like we've seen it with so many of these guys. Like even Max Homa last week when he showed up to South Africa, he's like, "I really haven't played that much. I don't know what to expect for my game. Let me just boat race the field real quick." Uh, yeah. Where these guys lower their the expectations of people like Roy this week he's like yeah i'm gonna put a new toy in the bag i'm gonna test it out see how it fits my game i would not be shocked if he still wins this event by like four strokes <laughs> given how, just given how good he has been and and him just lacing this thing around the uh what is the earth course out there yeah <laughs> that's kind of his mo right it's like just messing around and shooting 200 yes. Yeah, isn't that the 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 gift of, of a golfer, right? Like the ability to separate yourself from outcome, like the ability to say, "This doesn't matter. I can have fun." These guys talk about playing freely all the time. KP, the the, the biggest freedom that you can have is essentially, "This doesn't matter. I'm playing great golf. Let me go out here and just boat race the field." <laughs> yeah, I think, <laughs> I, I think, um, especially for him, who he's somebody that obviously cares a lot and is mentally um very uh sharp and he's just he, he he thinks a lot about legacy and history and all that stuff and that uh, that can entangle you as we've seen I, I think i don't think it's like any big secret that 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 way of thinking really like it kind of just jams him up at some of the big events. Now, I don't know. I don't think that's necessarily true at a race to Dubai. And so I don't know that there's a big delta between like locked in Rory and and just messing around Rory at a, at a tournament like this. But if he could figure out how to do that, he should just 
it, he should just throw like new clubs in the back for Augusta. Just play like just completely off the board. Play like persimmons or something. I I, I legit think that something like that would mentally free him up to just focus on the golf and not like all the other things that are going on. He's the favorite this week, Patrick, four and a half to one to win John Rahm, five and a half, Victor Hovland at six, then a little bit of a leap to some of the uh, next group of golfers with Terrell Hatton, Tommy Fleetwood, Matt Fitzpatrick, Minwoo Lee, Tom Kim. So it's a, it's a very strong field as they usually get for the DP world world tour championship. It's not just Rory. We're going to see some big boppers over there. Yeah, it's always a, a really fun event and, you know, not to spend too much time on Rory, but you think about two years ago where he was at this event in particular with him ripping his shirt, Colin Morikawa somehow winning the DP World Tour Championship, which makes <laughs> no sense at all. And where he is now at the top of the game, I, I think it's, you know, pretty easy to say that he's the best player in the world. Um, it's one, a credit to his longevity and two, just, I mean, how freaking good he is at golf. I think I'm a little... But disappointed that well two thing i i think that i think this i i love this event i think it's really interesting and it, there's always something crazy that happens and it's fun to cover even from afar i think this year i'm a little disappointed because one the the race dubai is already wrapped up which is like there's not any drama there but also we haven't seen a lot from guys like hovland and rom since the the Ryder cup so there might be some i, I don't know there just doesn't it doesn't feel like there's maybe the juice that this tournament uh normally has at this time of year but maybe we get an awesome one in spite of all that maybe we do we'll see as they kick off on thursday morning we're going to turn our attention to the rsm classic the final event of the fedex cup fall we'll release our uh best bets but first we are going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners did you know that more than 75 percent of americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime but only 10 percent will seek out a solution for that pain. Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. Stateside, RSM Classic, Sea Island, Georgia, the last event of the FedEx Cup fall. Patrick, uh, this is kind of a weird year, the first time that we've done this before going back to a, a regular calendar year schedule in 2024. The 
idea of signature events and earning your way into them was very foreign six months ago. Now we just had seven events that are going to decide guys that get into those first two signature events. Zooming out, has this FedEx Cup fall been interesting? Has it accomplished its goal? Um, what what would we grade this weird little seven event stretch? I, I think it's been buoyed heavily uh, by the last two winners, yeah. where you have great stories with Eric Van Royen, uh, another great story with Camillo. But outside of that, I, I think it probably like a C. Like I think it's compelling where you have someone like these middle tier players like a Bohas or or JJ Spawn trying to play into the big money events. Uh, but I don't know, my eyes just always get drawn to the top 125 and those guys trying to keep their card and full-time status. You have someone like Adam Long, Cameron Champs on the outside looking in, a multiple time PGA Tour winner, Pat Kazire as well, where the top 125's just always been more compelling than the next 10, which is fairly new. Um, so yeah, I give it a C. I think it was kind of put together last minute. I think you could do less events when, I mean, the PGA tour came out with uh, a press release this week about the RSM classic being the last event of 2023. Guess how many events they had in 2023. Does this include the fall of 2022? The, yes. The 2023 season, uh, probably 54. Hmm. Wait, he hit it on the head. Oh, is that what it is? Wow. 54. Okay. There are 52 weeks in a year. Yeah. That's like there there are so many events where I think there are seven events for the FedEx Cup fall. I think you cut it down to four or five. Take a few out. I actually kind of felt, I'm sorry, KP. I actually kind of felt like the reward wasn't big enough for the FedEx Cup fall. And I might have mentioned this before where Mm -hmm. seven events. Everybody but the top 50, right? So so you've got, what, 150 guys, 200 guys, whatever it ends up being, fighting for 10 spots over seven events. The reward is you get into the first two events of – the first two signature events of next year. I actually thought the reward should be should be bigger than that. <laughs> well, I think – that I mean, that's one of the rewards, right? It's also a – it's also a little bit of a – you're not necessarily – you don't want to reward too much for, like, slipping into the – into the lower 70 or whatever. I feel like we're talking about the- that used to be that the lower 70 used to be like the goal. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like they've extended this to be you know, it's only 50 guys who are who are locked into those things. It's not like we're at 125 and we're finding 10 more. We're at 50 and we're finding 10 more. Yeah, that's true. But they're also they are also fighting to be in the 125, right? For sure. And we're just, we're not talking about that as much because we're focused on, and rightfully so, because they're the ones that matter, the signature, the signature events. It's, it's, um, you know, I, I think part of the fall for me, it's been great. The last few weeks, especially have been awesome. But part of it for me is like this real, and this is not necessarily a fall specific thing, but this has been the year where it's like, okay, there's a, such a differentiation between signature and non-signature. And we're kind of like finally starting to sort of call it that. I, I mean, as a as a as a tour centric thing, it's like just call it that. Call it what it is, because that it get it calling stuff what it is. One clarifies for the viewer what they're watching, and I think provides good context for like what the the different tiers mean. 
you know, and, and they just, and I get why they refuse or why they've been hesitant to do that because everybody's vote counts the same and everybody's equal. And it's like, well, <laughs> that sounds great, but that's not the reality of like how all this works. So mm -hmm. that's been one sort of clarifier for me is like, yeah, these are, these are, um, these are very different, not just because none of these fall events have had really good player or very, very few of them have had really good players, but also because they're fighting to get into the better events starting in, in January and February. Well, this probably is one of the stronger fields that we've had this fall here, Patrick, because you get a lot of the guys with ties to Sea Island. This is always a very well run event. A lot of guys like to get down there. So this is stacking up to be a pretty decent field. Uh, do we have the updated FedEx Cup fall top 10, Josh? Thank you kindly. Bo Hostler has been essentially locked into that 51 spot for the vast majority of the fall with Matt Kuchar, Mackenzie Hughes, Ben Griffin, and Taylor Montgomery right behind. Uh, Bo is going to sit it out this week. I think that he is uh, – I think he thinks he's safe. He's probably right. Uh, he's very good at the math. He understands where he's at and all of this stuff. If he thought there was a chance he'd fall out of this top 10, he probably wouldn't be playing. But all the other nine – of the of the top 10 are teeing it up this week there there's been one point of confu confusion out there i think with the next 10 and it kind of goes back to your point about rewarding uh good play in this part of the series and luke list is in the signature events for 2024 with his win which i don't think people realize so like eric van royen who's not in, inside the top 60 right now he's not playing this week because he's already in all the signature events he's got his status locked up for two years everything like that master's invite all, all that good stuff i mean the wins during this time of year count the same as a win at i don't know the the honda classic or whatever it may be during the regular season so there is some added reward in that respect but yeah Bo should be okay um I, i've kind of picked on taylor montgomery but that boy's still right there at number 55 finding a way in uh good for taylor him montgomery, and, the fall taylor montgomery is tiger woods fall <laughs> Taylor Montgomery, uh, spring, summer, winter, Taylor Montgomery is Rick Gaiman, right? Like, I mean, there is just a huge, <laughs> like he did nothing for the entirety of the calendar year of 2023 outside the, outside the last fall and this fall. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, uh, this week you're seeing a lot of players. There's like a big no man's land between like 70 to 100 where these guys can't really move any which way. I look at Justin Suh who has been playing quite well recently at the Zozo and in Mexico as well. I think he's like number 71 maybe. And yeah. to climb inside the top 60, he needs like a top three and a lot of help. So you have a lot of those guys who they have their full-time status locked up for sure. They're not going to drop out of the top 125, but they can't really climb inside the top 60. And so really you're just looking at the guys, you know, close outside the top 60, like uh, Alex Noren, who's been playing well, or a, a Thomas Dietrich and everyone in the middle kind of just gets lost in the shuffle. Uh, Josh is pointing some stuff out to us in the chat with some facts and figures. Bo Hostler is 202 points ahead of 50 seconds. So there, there are not enough golfers, not enough points available for him to drop out of that top 10. So he'll be, he'll be very much safe going into uh, going into next year. Anything else before we jump to the best bets? Anything FedEx Cup Fall, RSM Classic, who's there, who's not? Golf courses, two different courses this week. Seaside Plantation, going once, going twice. Talk about the bets. Uh, Ludwig, world number 53, 
Mm. Could be a big week for the Masters invitation. Uh, top 50 end of the calendar year gets that invite to Augusta National. I think it's interesting. You've got guys incentivized to kind of go after different things this week. The Justin Suss that you talked about are more incentivized to win than the Alex Smalley, Taylor Montgomery, who are incentivized just to hold on to that top, you know, that's the the top uh, 60 or their top 10 or what whatever we're calling it, the next 10, whatever the name is. Um, and so it, it, it'll be interesting to see if that affects the way that guys – go about their week or or take risks or you know even on on sunday if you've got a couple of different types of or a couple of different categories of player in the mix um how, how that kind of plays out yeah interesting i love that okay well let's uh let's do the best bets we'll get to that we'll release the picks but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Grab your VIP pass. We're delving into the secretive world of Formula One. Behind the scenes with two of the sport's biggest names, Mercedes and Williams. This is not coal mining, this is Formula One motor racing. As they build their new cars. We want to be so much further ahead. We're in permanent racing mode. And face shocking headlines. Here's Lewis Hamilton moving away from Mercedes. I'm Joseph Fiennes and this is F1, back at base. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Producer Josh with all the great research. Taylor Montgomery in September, October, and November. 3rd, 9th, 15th, 12th, 10th, 15th, 16th, 31st. That's crazy. Now, those might be his best finishes ever. In the other months. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ever. Oh, so wild. All right. Um, so if, if you're new, this this uh, this segment is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. We take 100 bucks over to FanDuel. We put 50 on a matchup, 30 on a finishing position, and $10 each on two separate outrights. Josh is going to release that grid right now, and we are going to start with you, Patrick, and your matchup for this week. Yeah, let's go with the postman, even money, over Cameron Young. Uh I just need to see something from Cameron Young. It was disappointing in Mexico with that bologna sandwich. Uh, and Poston's been playing some really good golf. He comes off a third-place finish there in Las Vegas. Sea Island native as well, so should be comfortable here. He wedges it well, and he puts the lights out of the golf ball. That's kind of what you got to do at Sea Island. So give me plus money. I will take it. Yeah, KP, your matchup is not at the RSM Classic. You went across the pond. What did you find? Yeah, I went kind of all over the place this week. I went three different places with my bets, as as we'll get to. But uh, I got Matt Fitzpatrick over Matthew. Uh, P- I don't know how to say his name. Pavon. Pavon. I believe it's Pavon because he's French. French I believe. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Uh, Fitzpatrick obviously always plays well uh, at this golf course and, uh, he's been playing well. I mean, obviously he won St. Andrews after, uh, or, or the, the Dunhill after the Ryder cup. So I went pretty safe with some of my bets this week, other than the outrights. Uh, even the outrights are a little bit safer than normal. I wanted to, wanted to, uh, touch off what's been a, a, a good fall and not, not blow it all here. 
lock up your winnings uh, yes. here in the last event. Smart guy. Uh, I went Alex Norin over Corey Connors. Corey Connors has not played since it's been two and a half months tour championship. No idea what the status of his game is. I think on paper, this is a pretty decent spot for him, but Norin has been playing phenomenal golf. He's plus 115 uh, to beat Corey Connors. And we were talking about it a little bit on Monday's show. You kind of got to get off to a fast-ish start around here. And if you haven't played in two and a half months and you get off to a slow start, uh, things might go sideways for, for Corey Connors. Finish, finishing position, anyone that we want. Patrick, let's bop it back down to you. Yeah, the Todd father, Brendan Todd, plus 175 to finish inside the top 20. I like that he's been playing this fall. He uh, had a nice finish there at the Fortnite Championship, top 20 last week in Bermuda. But I, I, I think he played a lot better than what the finish suggested. So comfortable around these parts, accurate, great putter, good wedge player. So top 20 at plus 175. Uh, I got plus 120 on a top 30 for Taylor Pendrith. Three straight top 15s. I think he's maturing. I think that the game is translating a lot of different golf courses. I like the way he fills it up. I like the skill set. I like him to finish inside the top 30 at plus 120. KP, your finishing position is a top 10. Yep. I've got Victor Hovland top 10 in Dubai. Uh, just touching off what's been the best year of his career, obviously. And uh, yeah, I don't, he hasn't played, I don't believe since Ryder cup, but he's just been, he's been so good this year and this is not the greatest field. And uh, I, I just think his baseline right now is, is top 10, if not better. Uh, two outrights for each of us. They go across both the DP world tour championship and the RSM classic. Patrick, uh, let's start with you and your two outrights, please. Uh, Russ Bus Henley at 16 to 1. Uh, he has not played since the tour championship, but spanning out, you know, last half year or so, he leads this field in total strokes gain, T to green approach, everything. And he's known to get out to fast starts. So I'm okay looking past that uh, mini offseason he's enjoyed and thinking he'll be okay this week at 16 to 1. And then Brendan Todd at 40 to 1, stacking it with the top 20. He's just been playing some really good golf, and he has nothing really, nothing to lose this week. He, he's inside the top fifty in the FedEx Cup already, and so I think a win is right around the corner for him. All right, Brandon Todd forty to one, Russell Henley sixteen to one. I went with Tom Kim at twenty two to one in Dubai. He's back to being a great approach player. The putter can always get scorching hot. We're seeing some of the best golf. Uh, that Tom Kim has played in his young career since he had those two wins very close to one another. Um, what would that have been last fall heading into the President's Cup? And then I went with Billy Horschel, 45 to 1, who is statistically a completely different player than he was for 2023. He's played three times on the DP World Tour this fall. He's playing better. The metrics are coming around. And when Billy gets in the mix, he's capable of winning big events. So Tom Kim at 22 to 1. Billy Horschel of 45 to 1. KP, round us out on your outright. Yep. I got uh, Tommy Fleetwood at 16 to 1 to win Dubai. He finished T12 last week in South Africa. Got a little rust off following. Uh, I guess he played Dunhill after after Ryder Cup also. But um, I think he's going to, he, he's been like kind of quietly uh, awesome this year. And uh, I think he'll play well in Dubai. And then I actually, I actually do have Corey Connors this week. Uh, I know you're, you're not super high on him, Rick, but, um, this is a place where he he does play pretty well um, yeah. historically. So twenty to one, kind of a flyer. I'm still bummed about uh, picking the second and third place guys last week and getting nothing for it. Not a dime for it. Yeah, I, I think on paper it's a great spot for him, and he's been 
who knows? Maybe he's been playing a lot of golf. There's always this discussion of like, is it a big difference between competitive? Like, it's not like he's been sitting around eating bonbons on his couch for the last two and a half months. Right. He's been hitting golf balls. Uh, I don't know if it's critical to get competitive reps in. I guess we'll we'll find out. But Corey Connors on paper, great fit for uh, both these courses in Sea Island. So that's Tom Kim, Billy Horschel, Tommy Fleetwood, Corey Connors, Russell Henley, Brendan Todd, six separate outrights on two tournaments. And then we beg Josh to give us an extra $50 in which we put on anything we want. And wow, we've done pretty darn good this fall. That's four out of the five of us in the black. Sorry, Mark. Uh, still time. Maybe he'll text in a pick or something at you know ten to one. But uh, Patrick, you have not put together a Patrick's positive parlay, positivity parlay for this week. What'd you do? No, mor- morale's down a little bit. Uh, you hit like three you know, in a row. I I know Fanduel didn't have it up quite yet. I think uh, I think they know they they know that we're catching fire. Mm. So <laughs> I, 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 I like uh, I like everything that Kyle had to say about Tommy Fleetwood. I totally agree. So top ten at even money I think is a safe bet. And uh, look at us triple digi boys. Heck it's yeah, clean, it's clean living up here. Let me tell you, pretty good, pretty good. I took Will Gordon top forty at plus one twenty five. Incredibly talented golfer. Uh, has put two good tournaments together in a row. He has two top 15s in his three trips to Sea Island. I think we have to take it a hair seriously, so I'm asking him to finish inside the top 40 at plus 125. And KP, you've done it. You've accessed the Netflix Cup. What can we <laughs> What can we get from you here? Why not? Uh, I've got I've got home. I, I hate to go against my guy Pierre Gasly, but I've got Max Homa and Alex Albin. Uh, Homa is playing. Obviously, tremendous golf. This is this is a ridiculous bet because it's not a real event. But I, I think I think Alex Albon is going to be sneaky good. I, I don't. I'm not positive, but I think I think he's going to be sneaky good. Josh is wondering about jet lag issues. Justin Thomas has the same jet lag issues. He's coming from South Africa as well. Not worried about Max Homa. Um, so yeah, I got them. They're actually I think the favorites at plus two twenty. So we'll see. Yeah, every, all the teams are like. Plus two twenty to plus three hundred, I think yeah. is what I what I saw a little bit earlier. Um, do you want us to try to influence this? Right? Do you want us to like when yeah. when yes, their opponent when their opponent will will yell and back swings, will kick balls into the water, put, we'll do whatever we need. So put game. something put something in Ricky's uh ju- his his Yeti deal, his, his some eye drops. Yeah. <laughs> do do whatever you need to do. Plus two twenty is is a good number and I'm looking to hit it. Nope, We're gonna keep the, the trippy didge up. Dude. I mean, you're you're safe, right? I mean, even if you lost this, you'd be up 107 for the fall. So you're is safe. Right? There. Is that yeah, right? Because you Dude, go down what is, from what is your math? He's up it's 120 dollars. Oh, it's fifty dollars. Sorry, I was thinking it was twenty dollars. Yeah, it's $50. I'm an idiot. We're, d- disregard, disregard. <laughs> Uh, that is Will Gordon top 40, Max Homa and Alex Albon to win the Netflix Cup. That's a sentence. And Tommy Fleetwood to finish top 10 at even money. Those are the best bets. And of course, they're brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. We've done it, gents. We've covered three different tournaments in different regions of the world. Who else could pull this off but us? <laughs> Literally no one. <laughs> Yeah, nobody. <laughs> pat, pat, pat on the back there. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, Patrick, did you read the uh, – oh, yeah, here we go. 
this is me and this is me and Rick sitting on the same seat in at Oak Hill. Step brothers. The show must go on. The show must go on. Whatever it takes. We, we look very serious too. Uh, Patrick, Patrick, did you have any reaction from the Paul Kimmage, Rory, Shane Lowry interview? I think I would have been most surprised if Rory McIlroy and Patrick Cantlay had a good relationship. I think uh, (laughs) many people on the PGA Tour, I'm a huge fan of Patrick Cantlay myself, but I know many people on the PGA Tour probably have their quips with him uh, just because he is the smartest man in the room as well. But yeah, I I think it's... uh, it was pretty enlightening. It was cool to see the background behind the European team galvanizing around Rory McIlroy after that. And it was pretty funny to hear him say, oh, crap, I think I'm in trouble. And then Luke mm-hmm. Donald saying, like, F, yeah, boys, that's how we're doing. And I would love – I think one thing I'd love to see if there – I know there's a part two coming out or, you know, maybe some more details around that Shane Lowry speech that he gave the team. Uh, that That's something – I doubt they would ever divulge to the public, but that's something I think was uh, really cool because I, I don't think you could have someone better on that European side delivering a speech than a fiery Shane Lowry who's oh. been tumbling up and down the 18th fairway at Marco <laughs> Simone all day. Uh, so it, it was re- it was really cool to read. Can you imagine what the words that he said? He probably, what, I mean, Rory said he's been hanging out with rugby players too much, right? Something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> It was very good. The Paul Kimmich Rory stuff's always good. I, I thought it was actually the, the Ryder Cup stuff was was interesting, enlightening. Um, I think that Rory said some stuff that he wishes he hadn't said, and it was it was so interesting to hear him kind of admit like he, I think the word he used was or the phrase he used was I had the I had a red mist come over me like after the whole <laughs> after the uh, the the uh, match was over which is unusual. It's usually the other way around, right? Like it's usually kind of flip-flopped and his just lingered into the night. And, uh, but I thought the, I actually thought the coolest part of the, of the interview was them talking about their kind of rekindled friendship and how it's um, just how much they've enjoyed spending time with one another, being with each other's families because they had a kind of not a falling out, but they were just not close for a while over management and agent, issues and a bunch of just you know behind the scenes stuff so that part of it uh was cool to see and I, i'm i'm lowry is obviously a great quote and I'm, I'm glad they kind of pulled him in for that that sit down at the end of the year so good love it love the insight love the updates from uh from the Ryder cup and everything else that goes on uh along the way netflix cup i think it's noon to three eastern no no six Other to nine Six to nine Eastern. I double converted. Six to nine Eastern. Uh, live on Netflix. I guess we'll see what happens. And we'll be out there to, to break it all down. Uh, we're we're going to do a Thursday Netflix Cup reaction pod. That'll be Patrick and I. And then we're going to do a Sunday, normal like Sunday recap show. That's the schedule for this week. Big thanks to producer Josh. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. Patrick McDonald is available on Twitter at Amateur Status. You can find Kyle at Kyle Porter CBS, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time.